Hello, everybody. I am so thankful that you all are here and you're joining us on GSP2 Monday Meditations podcast. I am your host, Jerry Porter II, and we are excited to have you as we continue our journey into a subject that we started last week about changing the mind. And today we're going to pick that right up about changing the mind. Your mind is most powerful and your mind is one of the greatest assets that you have in your life. And it needs to be changed. It needs to be cultivated. It needs to be fed. It needs to be nurtured. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And we're going to come from uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And listen, if you did not hear last week's podcast, you owe it to yourself to go back and listen to it. There are some amazing and rich nuggets in there concerning the changing of the mind. But in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it talks about, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want to stop there. It says again, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed uh, by the renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind. Your mind has to be renewed. It's a reason why Paul even said that your mind has to be renewed. Obviously, there are some things in your mind that should not be, but was there because of environments, because of things we've been through. Uh, And it affected the way we perceive things. It affects the way we think. It affects the way we handle or do things. So, yes, your mind has to undergo a renewal. And as I said last week, this is not an overnight process. I'll say that again. This is not an overnight process. But this is a lifelong process. As you journey through life, as you go through different stages, as you go through different phases of life, your mind will constantly constantly have to be renewed. I began to talk about last week how your mind renewal affects your relationships. It affects those that can be around you. It affects those that you can hang with because everybody that don't think like you are not qualified to hang with you. You've got bigger things you're thinking about. You're doing greater things in your mind and you don't need people who has not gone through the renewal process like you to hang around you because what happens is is they'll bring you back to your old state of mind, your old mentality. And we don't want that, right? We want to continuously go through change. We want to continuously uh, adapt to new thoughts, new ideas. Whether you know it or not, I saw last week as I was talking about this, but I, I saw it even more clearer as I began to look into this. And that is this, thoughts do determine actions. Your thoughts do determine your actions. Every action manifested from you first started as a thought. There is no such thing as an action without a thought. There is no such thing as you did something that did not proceed from, come from a thought. I'm going to prove this in the book of St. Luke, chapter 6, and I'm going to start at the 43rd verse, but I'm going to read it from the NLT version. And it reads like this, 43rd verse of Luke, chapter 6, it says, A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. 
A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things, listen, from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. I need you to get that. What you say, what you do flows from your heart. If it's in your heart, and we're going to get to my main point of context today to bring this out even more clearer. But from your heart, from your heart proceeds your words and it proceeds your thoughts. It proceeds your deeds, your actions. I tell people all the time, I don't have to investigate you. I don't have to uh, hang around you all the time. All I need to do is get you into a conversation and whatever is in your heart is going to come out because if it's there, it cannot sit there and continue to be hidden. From your heart will flow all of your thoughts, all of your deeds, all of your actions, all of your words. It's all from your heart. And so the scripture is very clear about the why, about why your mind has to be renewed. Because here's point number one. A renewed mind equals a renewed life. Now say that again. A renewed mind equals a renewed life. A old mind gives you an old life, so a renewed mind gives you a renewed life. The more my mind gets renewed, the more my life is renewed. If I want better things, if I want greater things to come from, flow from my life, then it will take that my mind first has to be renewed. It has to be cultivated. Because the truth is, I am no greater than my thoughts. My life is a complete reflection of my thoughts. Oh, that is so good to me. I'll say that again, that my life right now is a sum total of my thoughts, the way I think, and it exudes, uh, it bleeds over into my life. I am no greater than the thoughts I think. I say I can go no further than the thoughts I think. I can do no more than the thoughts I think. Proverbs 23 and 7 says this, for as he thinketh in his heart, Thinketh in his heart, so is he. I am no greater than the thoughts I think. I am a reflection. My life is a reflection. My life portrays the thoughts that I think. All right, so listen to this. To bring this even more clearer, Matthew chapter 15, starting at the 16th verse through the 20th verse, listen to what he says. And this is our operative text today. This is what we're going to really be dealing with. He says, do you not understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. But the words you speak come from the heart. That's what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying and slander. These are what defile you. Eating with unwashed hands will never defile you. 
So it is here in this scripture that the disciples and the Pharisees are at odds with each other because they, the Pharisees, believe that you eating without washing your hands is going to defile you. But Jesus comes along to say that that's not what's going to defile you. Here's what defiles you. You're looking at what everybody can see. I'm going to show you that in your mind and in your heart, when that is not renewed, that's what defiles you. Jesus began to tell them that it's not what goes in that defiles you. It's actually what's coming out of you that defiles you. Because the words you speak come from the heart. When the heart or the mind in this context has not been renewed, things are going to flow from it that's going to mess you up. Because he said, from the heart come evil thoughts, all right, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. These are what defile you. In other words, what he was saying was, there's not a murderer, there's not an person who ever committed adultery or sexual immorality, theft, lying, slander, and any other sort of thing that did not first have to have that in their thoughts. See, if you don't deal with things at the thought level, it's going to manifest in the behavior level. See, there are things right now that are probably in our minds that people will never know about. But the more we let that linger and the more we let that fester, what's going to happen is it's going to manifest itself in my behavior because my behavior is a direct reflection of what comes out of my mind. So in order to change behavior, then I have to change thoughts. Napoleon Hill said this quote, and I like it, and I'm, I'm getting ready to come off of this today. But he said, self-discipline begins with the mastery of your thoughts. Self-discipline, the ability to discipline myself, the ability to handle me, the ability to control me, begins with mastering or controlling what I think. A lot of people don't get that. Everyone is so busy trying to control everybody else and trying to make sure that everybody else is doing and going and, and being. But the truth of the matter is I cannot control nobody. You can't control nobody. The only person that you can control is yourself. And self-discipline or the ability to handle or control me begins with the ability to control what you think. Because listen, he goes further to say, if you don't control what you think, you cannot control what you do. Oh, that is so good. If you cannot control what you think, you can't control what you do because what you do and what you think are like husband and wife. They go hand in hand. They're like Siamese twins. You will not see one without the other. And before I ever see your thought, I'm going to see your behavior and your behavior is going to show me what you think. Because theft, lying, slander, sexual immorality, adultery, murder, evil thought, all of these are behaviors that come from a thought life. You have to gain control over your thoughts. I said this way, filter your thoughts before you falter your life. Now that's good. Filter your thoughts before you falter your life. Because if you're going to have a successful life, you have to think in terms of success. If you're going to have a good marriage, you have to 
think in terms of a good marriage. You're going to have successful relationships with people. You have to think in terms of successful relationships because literally you can think your way into the greatest season of your life. You can think your way into the greatest moment of your life. If you can just master the thoughts that you think, master what comes in. This is also important because you cannot feed your mind anything. You can't let your mind sit and look and think and wander off into any and every place. Remember, because these are your thoughts. These are the things that's going to determine the outcome of life for you. Your thoughts will determine the outcome of life for you. So if you think defeat, if you think failure, if you think downturn, if you think your demise, guess what you're going to have? You're going to have just that. It's going to manifest in your life. If you think in terms of success and upward and, and amazing relationships with people and partnerships with business people and, and all of these things, you will have what you think. Amen. Because listen, what I think affects what I say. And the Bible declares that I can decree a thing and it shall be established. I can say a thing and it shall be done. So if you do not want to say the wrong thing, then you don't want to think the wrong thing because I can say no greater than the way I think. So I encourage you and I urge you today, stop eating everything. Get away from a lot of these tables that we sit down eating at. Right. I can't sit at the table of gossip and expect my way to think into success. I can't sit at the table of failure and eat that food and think that I'm going to have a successful and a victorious life. So listen, today, make it up in your mind. I'm getting up from some of these tables that I've been sitting at long enough and I'm going to sit at another table that's going to feed me and take me in the direction of where I'm trying to go. If I don't listen, that goes even further to say, if you don't have vision for your life, if you don't have something that you're focused on for your life, you will sit at any and every table that's available that has an open seat. But when you're focused and when you have vision for your life, every table is not meant for you to sit at and you recognize that. So no, I can't sit at the table of hurt. I can't sit at the table of depression. I can't sit at the table of, of unforgiveness and bitterness. I can't sit at the table of disruption and gossip and messy people. I got to get up and go sit at tables where there's peace. I got to sit at tables that's going to feed me in the direction of victory. I got to sit at successful tables. I got to sit at victorious tables. I got to get people around me. That's going to challenge me to be better and to be greater than what I am. But all of this starts in the thought life. So when he says be renewed in your mind, when he says don't conform to what everybody else is doing, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. I, if, if I'm going to be conforming to everything around me, that means I have no focus for my own life. But I have too much for my life. I have too much at stake for me to be conforming to everything that's around me. And so the challenge is, instead of conforming to everything that's around me, be different than everything that's around me. And only that happens by transforming my mind. Everybody that made it, everybody that's successful, you read any success story, they will always show you that they refused to be like everybody else. They were different and they accepted and embraced their difference and they made their mark in this life. The same can happen for you. The same can happen for me. 
All we got to do is change the way we think. No, I'm not like everybody else, and that's okay. No, I'm not like the people around the corner, and that's okay. If I'm going to make my mark here in this earth and during my lifetime, I got to embrace my difference, and all of that starts in my thought life. So if I can change my thoughts, if I can change the way I think, then I can change the outcome of my entire life. Listen, I've spent enough time, I could keep going on and on and on, but I want you to know that God is more interested in you changing your mind before he changes your life, okay? Before I can change your life, I got to change your thoughts. I got to change the way you think because what happened is, I will redo your life without redoing your thoughts and you're going to mess up the life that I gave you because your thoughts were not right. So as you can see then, that thoughts are the foundations to my life. Thoughts are the foundation to my life. If my thoughts don't be right, my life will not be right. And so God is more interested before he changes your life, he changes your thoughts. Because the truth of the matter is your thoughts will change your life. So God is more interested in changing your thought life. So if you don't get nothing else from what I'm saying, understand that you're no greater than your thoughts. Okay. And, and you can go no further than your thoughts. You want to go further then further your thoughts into a positive direction. You want success, think success. You want defeat, then continue to think defeat. But as for me, we're going to start thinking in terms of success. All right. That's what's destined for my life. And so I want to do that. Second thing I want you to remember is that self-discipline begins with the mastery of your thoughts. Okay. Self-discipline begins with the mastery of your thoughts. If you can master your thoughts, then you can also master you. All right. So to have control over me, self-discipline, I got to have control over what I think. Because the truth is, you if you don't control what you think, you can't control what you do. All right. All right. And then lastly, get up from them tables that mean you no good. Right. I only sit at those kinds of tables that are going to feed me in the positive direction. That's going to feed me into my purpose and going to give me what I need to further my life into the destiny that God has set for me. And so with that being said, if I don't have vision for my life, if I don't have a focus for my life, then I'm bound to sit at every empty seat at any table because I have no vision for my life. But when I get vision, I know what tables to stay away from and I know what tables I can sit at. All right. Listen, I love all of you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. I pray that something was said to enrich you and to cause you to go further in your life. Until next week, you be blessed and I love you. God bless you. And may he cause his favor to be upon you for the rest of this week.